and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Grayson Sheepy G. Marino and Andrew Johnson. And guys, the March Madness bracket is finally out for everyone to take a part of. We had a really good conference tournament, to say the least, from all of the, you know, the 32 conferences that we had this past week. And now we have a bracket. Some questions to be concerned about some of the teams that missed the cut. But all in all, looks like it will be an interesting March Madness, to say the least. Overall, I think the committee got about 66 or 67 teams right. The seeding of these teams that made it is a little bit questionable, and we can go into that a little bit later. But overall, I think it's a great time to be excited for March. It's a pretty good bracket, honestly. I can't really. Not too I many have some beef. I have some beef, and I'll get into it a little bit, but I don't know if that's where you want to start. If you want to start with the recap of the conference 20s first. Yeah, no, I mean, we can recap and start off with the conference tournaments because let, let, let's face facts. It was a really good conference tournament week, to say the least, from all the conferences, but mostly from the Power Six conferences that we, you know, we kind of looked into a couple weeks ago when regarding that stuff. And honestly, it was just a really good time for college basketball, to say the least. We had uh, Purdue winning the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, that didn't pick that to go well for me. Uh, the ACC, we had Duke winning that one. The Big 12 went to Texas. The uh, Big East went to Marquette. The Pac-12 went to Arizona. And the SEC went to Alabama. Realistically, out of those, was there any really surprising team from the Power Six that realistically went on to win their conference tournament that really shocked you guys? I wouldn't say the winners shocked me, but some of the teams that made the finals did shock me. Right. I think that's more fair, more fair assessment. And some of the teams that got knocked that early was a little bit disappointing as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I would say Texas winning honestly surprised me a little bit. I knew they were a good team, but I, here's the I thing didn't about see Texas. Them weighing, I didn't see them winning the Big Twelve this year. I, I, I just, think I if didn't. Bill Self, um, if he was coaching yeah, in that's that tournament, fair. he, yeah. we all, Kansas would have been the pick. Right. I think so. True. I think so as well. As a St. John's fan, Norm's, no offense to Norm Roberts, but he it as a head coach. He's a great recruiter and he's a great uh, assistant coach. But from a head coaching X and those X's and O's uh, perspective, he gained it. So, uh, given the news of Kansas, that's not too shocking. You know, Purdue, Duke, Arizona, that's all kind of run of the mill. Um, I know I didn't have Alabama. I had A and M who made the finals and they unfortunately got embarrassed, but. Overall, this was a really exciting uh, Power Six. Um, all these Power Six tournaments, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got go ahead, Grayson. There wasn't too many surprises. I mean, there were a couple teams that I thought should have done better. But I mean, what are you going to do? It's conference tournament time. Some teams just don't have it that week. It, it's as simple as that. I think one of the biggest surprises of the all the conference tournaments was the Paul beating Seton Hall. Oh, yeah, I'd agree man. with that. I don't want. Uh, I know we. I don't, I don't want to talk like, about uh, it. Come on, I know you want to talk. But I know you bet on Seton Hall. No, 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 no. No, that doesn't. Man, that, that was yeah. That was a team that was playing for maybe getting a, a, a bid towards the end of the season. They maybe won a game or two in the tournament, and just to come out completely flat versus the Paul team that. They came out, not only did they come out flat, and then flat they lose the on the on the fashion that they did lose on. Yeah, it was a really bad end of the season for Shaheem Holloway in his first year with yeah. the the Pirates. Yeah, last year's March Madness hero is now the first victim of March sadness. Yeah, <laughs> but like you said, Johnson, there was a lot of interesting you know factors in these conference tournaments, and realistically, for a team like 
for example, Penn State, they really solidified themselves into the NCAA tournament by getting to the Big Ten championship game and almost beating uh, number one seed Purdue. So a great job by Penn State to get to not only get to the championship game itself, but to now, you know, it solidified themselves as not being a bubble team anymore. Now they get into the NCAA tournament, and they're really one of those teams that got into the tournament based off of what they did in conference play. Now, a team like UNC, however, they did not do such. They won their first game against Boston College, I believe, and then they go against Virginia, and they just get absolutely you know, steamrolled by them, and then it hurts them at the end. They go from preseason favorite to becoming the national champion this year to not even making the NCAA tournament, and just a really bad turnaround for the Tar Heels. And you know what? They actually did. Uh, they declined the NIT bid. And it wasn't Hubert, yeah, it wasn't Hubert Davis that did that. It was the players. So yep. uh, expect a lot of names to go in that transfer portal really soon. Yeah, it's very possible, yeah. Beef with the, with the entire, all these conference tournaments. They pretty much did nothing for seeding to benefit you. No. All they did was hurt teams. Well, and that, this is this is my beef because Penn State, after making that great run, they get a 10 seed. They were on the bubble before. So you're going to tell me those couple of games they won, they're all quad one wins, and it barely moves them up a little bit. It moves them up essentially one whole seed. Well, what I what I think, though, like the way the committee thinks is conference tournament time, like I said before, is just it's such a crapshoot. Where yeah, like it's also the whole NCAA tournament. It's all it's, it, a, it's the entire thing is on a neutral yes. court. Exactly why you can't then bump a team up on a neutral court, like. But you the, can the, you can bump them really down. Yeah, if you lose an embarrassing game, yeah, you should. Ah, man, that's such bad. This is why I don't like the committee. It just they they get a couple things right, and like Texas A and M, we'll go into seeding a little bit. Texas A and M is a seven seed. Yeah, that's outrageous. yeah. Like that's that's, a, they were ranked 18 and before conference uh, the conference tournament starts. They went up a seed, or I'm sorry, a whole ranking. They finished 17 as per the AP poll this uh, this afternoon. So they're ranked 17 in the country. They get a seven seed. Right. Yeah, I, that was outrageous. And they me. made the SEC title game. So it's not even like before the title. So here's the thing: before the tournament even started, most bracketologists had them as a five seed. And then you would assume you do some damage in the tournament. Yes, you lost to Alabama by 20-plus points. But you had a lot of quality wins. Alabama's a national title favorite. So you assume, hey, maybe they get bumped up to a four. Nah, they're a seven seed. That's embarrassing. Right. And the committee has this vendetta against teams that have light schedules or on the non-conference, which I think is complete BS because they played in the SEC. They had over a dozen quad one games. Uh, they won seven of them. They have a lot of quad two games as well, which they pretty much swept as well. So to me, Texas A&M is a team that has 15, 16 quality wins. And why do they get a seven seed? That To me, that's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, you had your whole argument last last show about the quad one, quad two. So why, like, if you want to talk about quad one wins, I mean, not to, like, to go to West Virginia, but you say the same thing. They had seven quad Shocker. one wins. Oh, but, uh, they did not have point. seven quad one wins. Yes, they did. Oh, in, no. in what universe? Oh, um, no. Let me. I am ninety percent sure it was seven. But... Hold on. Let, but continue. I mean, 
I'm just saying. But here's the thing. They're talking. not like bullshit quad one wins. They're not like, oh, yeah, they beat number 75. No, they beat teams like Alabama. They, they beat teams in the top 25. Because here's the thing. No offense to West Virginia. Their quad one wins, half of them, is, it's literally Pittsburgh and Texas Tech. And one, Pittsburgh was literally one of the last teams in, and Texas Tech didn't even make the tournament. And they fired their coach. Yeah, so if you're going to brag about those six um, quad one not, wins. But that's not my point. My point is you're bringing up quad one wins. A quad one wins, a quad one wins, whichever way you look at it. The numbers is what I'm talking about. I don't know, man, because here's the thing. We're going to talk about quad one wins. If it was really just based off this, and if it wasn't punishing teams for doing, like, you know, having light non-conference schedules, we can go into Rutgers, too. Rutgers, yeah. had six, Rutgers had six or seven quad one wins, and they didn't even make the tournament. But to be uh, fair, I'm sorry. West Virginia had six quad one wins. But to be fair about Rutgers, they were two and four in quad three games. Yeah, which that is was a their problem. Pro- I think that was the reason why they got kicked. They did not make the tournament. I, I don't know, man. It'd be, to have them over a team like Nevada that pretty much doesn't have any quality wins, at least in uh, my opinion. No, I listen. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Rutgers should have made the tournament. Uh, I just think that's how. That. I, that, that, I think that's like what the committee was looking at. I think they saw the quad three losses. They had some losses in Nebraska. Temple, and then another team like Seton Hall, who also didn't make the tournament, so that really doesn't help the resume. Like, like, I mean, and they lost to Minnesota. I mean, Seton Hall is a quad three loss, which a team that pretty much just also missed out on the tournament. I mean, mean, so that's really is not perfect, but it's really imperfect when you look at it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of teams that missed it that can make it easy, like. It can easily make their case of making the tournament. Rutgers, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Clemson. Vanderbilt's another one that made absolutely no sense. Like, as well. there, there's a bunch of teams that really realistically could make a case to being in the tournament, but at the end of the day, the committee just didn't think the same and really came down to their net rating and their Ken Palm rating. So that's, that's what, that's what that's I really hate because the scenario. Ken Palm and the net, they, these are, they start with human bias. That's the problem. Because when you. Ranked like UNC, for example, at the beginning of the season, they were like a 19 and what 11 team they finished. Yeah, and if they start off Ken Palm one, they went down, to, I think, Ken Palm like 50. So they're just right outside. If they had started the season at like Ken Palm 30, they wouldn't even been in, in like conversations with a nit, they'd been conversations with a CBI. That's my problem when you use something like Ken Palm, even though Ken Palm is great for analytics. It's just the human bias at the beginning of the season just ruins the, the ratings towards the end. It's very, very hard to um, to build yourself up in Ken Palm. It's also very hard to build to just kind of free fall all the way down because of that human bias. I mean that's fair. It's like just, like you uh, said, it's a, it's an imperfect system. There's really no easy way to determining, you know, what team makes it and what team doesn't make it. And at the end of the day, the teams that the last four teams that did make it for bubble teams wise were Pitt, Mississippi State, Nevada, and Arizona State. So at the end of the day, those teams are going to be playing on Wednesday and even tomorrow. Pitt, Mississippi State are playing on Tuesday. Um, they will be determining who goes on to play in the NCAA tournament as a respective 11 seed for their bracket. I guess the funniest thing about all of this is uh, teams like Mississippi State and like Missouri, they, they're like 49 and 51 in Kempom. When teams like Oklahoma State and Rutgers finished in the top 40 and they're on the outside looking in. 
NC State was 55 in Kempom. 20 spots below Rutgers and and 17 below Oklahoma State. You miss so many. So to me, if you're going to use these net net ratings and if you're going to lose, to me, I think the committee was focused on punishing teams that had a soft, quote-unquote, uh, non-conference schedule. Because when you look at these teams. Which is fair. But here's the thing, Grayson. If schedule you're better team, teams. If you're going to be a decent team, schedule better teams. Like, I don't. What is your argument about this? We have this argument all the time about like because football. if you play in the conference that has the all these quality wins, okay, and cool. who cares? But who gives a shit about your conference schedule? You're that's not changing every year, so you're going to deal with those teams no matter what. That's yeah. Not, so you should you be able to have some lighter games no, in game of the no, season. You can figure out the systems on those teams. You where I look at how a team is for the year is how they do in their non-conference games. Schedule a good non-conference. Then you don't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, we did average in conference play. Well, we're not going to make the tournament now. Well, do have a better non-conference, win two or three of those better games, and you're fine. You don't have to worry about that. It's just, I mean, when you when the analytical gap is so large, Pittsburgh gone at large. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pittsburgh was one of the final four teams in, right? They were. Mm-hmm. Guess what their Ken Palm is? I don't know. They got waxed by Dub V. That's all I know. Do you want to know what their Ken Palm was oh to finish my God, the season? I swear to God. What? What was it? 77. I'm going to be the biggest think... Maryland Terrapin fan this week. 70. And... There are but... teams that didn't even get number one, number two, or three seeds in the knit. But I yet... don't disagree with you. I, it, it, I it just... 100% agree that Pitt should not have been in. It's just but you what? can't have like Villanova, who absolutely sucked this year, was twenty spots above Pittsburgh. So this is my problem. You can't give these teams because who did Pitt really have that good of a non-conference schedule? Uh, I'd probably say that I, off the top of my head, their best non-conference game was probably West Virginia. I think. yeah, like that was the best. And they, to me, I think the committee just had agenda this year, which it's just all this bullshit. And a lot of good teams did get screwed out of this tournament. It's really, the, the more I look at this list, the, the worse it actually gets over time. But I do want to thank Pittsburgh for taking the stain off St. John's for having the highest net rating to be welcome to the NCAA tournament. So thank you, Pittsburgh. <sighs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, let's just get into the bracket itself. Uh, either way, no matter what you look at it, it's going to be an interesting March Madness to say the least. But looking at this first round, w- you know we've we kind of narrowed down maybe seven key games that you know could be some of the best first round matches we have, and that can include some big time upsets when it comes down to it. Because there are a lot of you know teams that we you know see as mid majors that could easily be one of these powerhouse teams in college basketball. So realistically, which, what is the first game you guys are looking forward to when it comes down to the first round matchups? Uh, just talking in general. Yeah. Just in general. UConn Iona. It's going to be in Albany. This is Rick Pitino has a lot of controversy surrounding him right now. Uh, but the good kind of controversy, the whole coaching decision, he tried to, he stated publicly that he wanted to reach an extension of Iona, but never happened. And now there's the whole controversy of him potentially going to St. John's. And the committee knows this. And the committee knows that matchups in March with these mid-majors print money. So having Rick Pitino coach in the New York area, 
in Albany, New York, so right outside the metro area. Coach against UConn in the Big East. It could be a preview of what to come next year. And I think this is a game that UConn could really win. Or I'm sorry, that Iona could really beat UConn. Uh, I mean, that that's fair. I just, I've seen Patino link other places, though, not just St. John's. Uh, yes, but he's, you have to realize at this point, he's publicly stated that he doesn't want to live in about 30 different states. That location at this point in his life is very important. He lives right, uh, right in Westchester County. He lives at the foot of a golf, at the winged, uh, foot golf club course. He's playing golf there every single day. He likes being a stone's, uh, far away from the city. And he can get, kind of live his best life at this point. Do you really think a 71-year-old man wants to move to, let's say, I know Texas Tech is another possibility. Do you think he wants to move to Texas Tech and to go live in Lubbock? Uh, I mean, the his, only other place, his competitive edge might want to bring him there. Uh, the only other place I could see him going is if Georgetown hires uh, Ed Cooley from Providence and Rick Pitino goes back to Providence. I think that's a realistic scenario, but... As of right now, I think they're the front runners. Is this going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, there oh, is no. mutual interest. You save this from pushing out because you probably just mushed it. Well, St. No, no, John's no, it had a shot at him once already and let him go. So, uh, no, 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 no. You're, you're yeah, talking yeah, four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking four years ago, uh, Rick Pitino was using that as leverage to get. Uh, I guess I don't want to say blessed, but kind of absolved of his sins from the FBI. And now that those kind of sanctions are cleared and his name is. Isn't muddied anymore in the New York's and the Southern District of New York has kind of uh, kind of absolved Patino of his sins. Now it's a whole nother uh, question, but I think Rick Patino versus uh, Danny Hurley at in Albany. That's my first round matchup to look out for. What about uh, you, Grayson? I'm looking at that St. Mary's VCU game. <laughs> that is the perfect twelve five upset to me. I... And I know it's funny enough in that same side of the bracket, but that West region, yep. Th- that West region just honestly, I think it's full of uh, potential upsets. There, uh, we'll get we'll get into it later, but the West region is by by far what people have said is the best region out of all of them. I mean, I'm also this is off the sheet in my personal opinion. Grand Canyon might upset Gonzaga. I, I, it might happen. Maybe. But I don't it's possible, but I, it's I, possible. I really like the way VCU's been playing. I think St. Mary's is a good team, but it's March. Anything can happen, man. So, would you lock in one of these as your Cinderella? I, I'm, I'm probably gonna lock in VCU. I, I really VCU? think, okay. I think I'm rocking in VCU as my Cinderella. Well, you'll have an, uh, you'll have a chance to have it officially in uh, later on in the show, but yeah. I just want to kind of get, test the waters. And Nick, what's the game you're looking forward to right now? I honestly have two games I'm looking forward to, and it really has come down to potential upsets for the next round, the second round. Iowa and Auburn, I think, is one of the better 8-9 matches we've had in recent memory. And to think that that winner could go to play Houston, who is very banged up at the current moment, that's a great chance for either one of those teams to move on to the Sweet 16. They realistically have a great opportunity to move on in further into the tournament. So I think you look at that game, that's going to be a nice match, especially for a guy like Bruce Pearl. If he's able to get past Iowa going into a game against Houston, I could see Auburn making a decent run in this tournament based off of where they're seated. And then 
the other match I'm looking forward to is also in that same region, and that's Penn State against Texas A&M. You got two teams that made their respective conference tournament title games, and now they get to play each other, and the winner would play Texas in the second round. And I think that's a great opportunity for either one of those teams to pull off an upset against Texas. Yes, the Longhorns right now do look red hot, but you can say the same case for Texas A&M and Penn State. So I think something will have to give at the end of the day. And the winner of that game, I think they could also make a run because you look at the bracket, I'm not the biggest fan of Xavier. I don't think they're there just yet. And I don't know if they even get past Iowa State or the, the 11 seed. So there's a great opportunity for A&M and Penn State to move on the, you know, further into that region, just like Auburn and Iowa. Now, is it going to be wrong be saying I hope Colgate wipes the floor of Texas? In no, the we, we love toothpaste. We okay, do love I'm, toothpaste. I'm, I'm really rooting for Matt Langle and Colgate. He's really turned that program around. Yeah, I remember Johnson. I, I, go on. I'll let you finish the I'll tell you after. Yeah, he inherited probably one of the worst programs in the Northeast, and he's turned them into a powerhouse, at least a regional powerhouse, a mid-major powerhouse the last five or six years in the Patriot League. Right. Taking... You know, it's funny, too. They're right in the same region as Syracuse in upstate New York, not too far from each other. Yep. And they've been destroying Syracuse in the last couple of years. No yeah, but look at Syracuse but... now. No, look at Syracuse now. Like, no, even when St. John's no played there. them last year, like, it was a close game. I really think that if Colgate, if they played in, like, a Power 6 conference, I don't think they'd finish last in any of those conferences just because they have such a great head coach. So I'm really, I want to see what he can do against Texas. Well, keep in mind, the last two years, we've had a 15 seed go a lot of ways in the tournament. If, you know, I'm going to ask you guys maybe later. If the, I'll actually, actually, I'll ask you right now. If, is there a 15 seed that you could see maybe making a run like a St. Peter's we had last season? I, like a run like St. Peter's? No, that was kind, kind of like... Kind of, not even like that far. Maybe like going to the Sweet 16, something like that. You don't have to make, knock that as your Cinderella. Could you see a 15 seed maybe making it that far? Uh, that's tough because a lot of the... I have one. I mean, I here's I the point because uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the fifteen and two matchups aren't really that good. If you want to break them down, it's Arizona Princeton. I realize right. that you know Princeton's an Ivy League school, so they have that. Those are always team. dangerous. Marquette Vermont, yeah. I mean, Vermont's always a good team, but I think Marquette, especially after the Big East tournament, is on another level, a level right now. So I guess the only team I could really see right now is that Colgate-Texas matchup. That's the one that I'm looking at. Yes. Honestly, I don't even think – I'm a Big 12 bias, I'm going to be honest. So I, I don't even think Colgate's really got a shot. But I'm saying out of all the other 15 seeds, they're probably the best one. Yeah, I'd probably say that because UNC Asheville is not going to be it against UCLA. No. <laughs> No offense to anyone if they listen no, to UNC Asheville. I guess Colgate would be the only option, and I even think that's a long shot. Nick, who are you thinking? Uh, I was thinking Vermont. I think you thinking Vermont? That was yeah. probably my number, number two, but it's just that I don't know because they also remember that Vermont and Colgate had a matchup early in the year, and Vermont actually beat them on the road. Right. But then they also got smacked. They got smacked by St. Mary's, Yale, and Iona all by right. plus points. It's but very hit or miss. With USC, so I think Vermont, if they played in like a Power Six conference, I think they'd probably go five hundred, kind of like get like a ten seed or eleven seed. So it's definitely possible, but I don't know. It's going to be tough because I think Marquette is just so good, and Shaka Smart is going to look to add to his March. Uh, I guess not his March legend, but his March. Uh, 
his March record book, his March aura, just you know, being that good postseason coach. Right. And now that he's not doing it at a uh, mid-major or a, um, I, I guess where he was previously was too big for him. I think Marquette is this perfect fit for him. It's a small private Catholic school with rich basketball, kind of kind of like the Catholic version of BCU. That's what Marquette's kind of like. So, I mean, they could easily be like a, uh, a sleeper Final Four pick, too. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not saying that has to be like your Cinderella pick. I just figure, you know, we had a 15 seed the last two seasons do it. I figured if there was one, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, always got to be, you know. I would say they're one A, one B, Colgate and Vermont, but I'm just kind of I'm a little bit higher on. I um, think Princeton is something to look at too because we say a lot. Yeah, the Ivy League teams, like especially like Yale, they're always slept on, and they always are the ones that pull off those upsets in the tournament. I wouldn't even be surprised if Princeton even does it as well, and they could make a run potentially because if I'm not a big fan of their seven and ten matchup in that region, so who knows? Anything's possible when it comes down to March Madness. Um, but I think it's a good segue into, you know, the next topic, which is the mushing hour, Johnson and Grayson, which is we're going to decide who we think could be the Cinderella team for this NCAA tournament, who we think could win each region. And at the end of the day, who's going to become the national champion for this year of college basketball? Oh, man. So we're going to go. What are we starting with? <laughs> I think we start with Cinderella team. I think who is the team that you're looking at that, you know, could make a decent size run now? To clarify, we're saying around the Sweet 16, Elite 8, kind of like that area. Not saying they got to get to the Final Four. Yeah, kind of like, like they get to the Sweet 16, Coast, Elite 8. I think is the... Uh, right, something like something yeah. like that. I think that's like the standard benchmark we were going to use, so at least Sweet 16, like Nick said. So so like a 10, like anything from like a 10 to like further seed, something like that. That had to be a double-digit seed, if that if I'm correct, for you to clarify that. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you know you could yeah. even pick power six schools like right. Providence. Because I could easily see you know, as bad as Providence has been, it's potentially that they could be Kentucky because uh, they have been that hot this year, and right. then they play Kansas State. That's a crapshoot of a game to me. So I'm not picking Providence, but that's a good example. Yeah, no, yeah. I 100 I, I agree with you. So I don't know who wants to get into it first, but who would who does anyone have their Cinderella? You know story for this upcoming March Madness. Do you want to um, hear an Okay, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll, I'll defer. You can go first. I'm sticking with VCU. I, the more I look at this bracket, like I just I think they have a shot at just making a run here. Like, their first matchup if they were to beat St. Mary's would be the UConn-Iona game. I mean, that's we already talked about it. We think UConn, but I only definitely has a shot. Then you're rolling into potentially, probably Kansas, which that's where it ends. That's probably where it ends. But I also see a chance where, with the way Kansas is, with like, I just don't know how confident they are after that that Texas game. Wow, so it was um, an ugly one. It it was gross. I potentially could see an upset there. So I feel really bad about my pick now because I have coming out of the same bracket. I have Iona beating UConn and VCU mm. upsetting St. Mary's. <laughs> and then Iona beating VCU and having Rick Pitino go on at least one final ride 
before he leaves for another school. So I feel really bad about this now, and I know it's not going to happen. So I'm about to change all my practice. That's why we. That's why we call it the mission hour. I feel actually terrible about this now. So I so thank you for your. I should hammer UConn. I'm actually going to put my life savings on UConn now. <laughs> How many units we looking at, baby? Too bad I'll have to drive to New Jersey to do it because Iona is a oh, New York State God. school. It's all yep. right. I'll be in Jersey this week. Oh, um, right, for, Cinderella. for my Cinderella, I don't know. It's not going to be the kind of yours where you know you're not picking a power six school. It's 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 you guys picked a mid major. I actually have a power six school that can make it to. I think the the furthest the Sweet Sixteen. I don't think they get any further than that. I could see NC State making a run in their in the South region. Um, they play in the first round. Creighton. Creighton hasn't really looked you know strong down the stretch of the season. And you can say the same case if they go play Baylor in the second round. I don't. A lot of people think that even UC Santa Barbara could be Baylor this year. That's how you know. That's why I'm not really as confident in the I'm Baylor Bears. Nachos, I think they have the best, uh, the best logo in all of the NCAA. They do. They have one of the better ones, to say the least. But I think it would stop up until the Sweet 16. They would have to play Arizona, and I think just, just at the end of the day, Arizona is a you know superior opponent to NC State, but. I could see the Wolfpack making a run to the Sweet 16 based off where they're, you know, they're seated right now. The only the other team that I like, and I talked about it earlier, I think it could be Auburn. I know they're a single-digit seed, but I have Auburn, and I, I'll spoil it now. I have Auburn in my Elite Eight. I think there's a great opportunity for them to make a deep run in this tournament based off of who they have to play potentially in the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament. Man, you're really drinking that Bruce Pearl Kool Aid, aren't you? There's a should be my, this should be my job. If there's a coach to listen, if there's a coach you would want to do that for, it's Bruce That's Pearl. True. It he is Bruce he Pearl. knows how to get there. So That's if there's true. one coach I want to do it for, it's absolutely Bruce Pearl. Also, Pearl I mean, somewhere is nodding in agreement with you. Yep. <laughs> as a as a potential as a second one, I throw Furman out there because I think they'd be in Virginia, and they'd probably beat San Diego State on top of that. So, yeah, like, like I think Charleston to beat San Diego State, but I don't, I don't think they'll beat like Virginia. Like if they play Furman, I mean, obviously one of those two teams are going to move on. But the I just don't see Virginia Charleston losing is, Furman. And I'll say this to everyone: if they fall behind double digits early, they're not going to come back. It's I will, over. I will say Johnson. One team also look. At, I didn't mean to cut, cut you off. Oral Roberts against Duke. I think that has great potential upset because Oral Roberts. We've seen previous NCAA tournaments have been able to make a run. I think they could do it again if they beat Duke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the entire world would unite against Duke. Um, <laughs> no offense to any Duke fans, but when Duke loses, America wins. So Think about it. They would, if so they beat Duke, then they potentially play the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana or Tennessee in the second round. That could easily be a win for them again. And wait, they wait, can wait, go wait. on. Hold on, hold on. You have Louisiana beating Tennessee. No, 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 no. I'm not. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm saying they could potentially play Tennessee or Louisiana. I love me yes. some Greg Williams. I love me some Greg Williams Jr. But let's be no, realistic. I'm saying if they were able to beat Duke, then they could go to the second round and potentially play one of those two teams. I could easily see them winning that game and going on to the Sweet 16 to play maybe a potential Purdue. So I oh, can see cool. Oral Roberts making a run, but it all depends oh, on how they play. Very, very, quote a very smart man. This is March. This is March. Uh, so, so this, this is anything March. is possible. Shout right. out John Rothstein. 
Yep. And now with that being said, now let's go into each region and, you know, pick who we have winning each respective region and we'll go on to this year's final four. Let's start off with the East region. Who do we have in that one? Uh, Purdue. Purdue. Okay. Uh, I've been, I've been big on Purdue all year. Zach Eady is a monster. Uh, when it comes time to it, when it comes down to March and the game is going to be slowed down a little bit, he's going to be able to go back to the basket and just get your points. Okay. Grayson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss up right now. I'm with, I'm still between Marquette and Purdue. I've been going through this all day. I cannot pick right now. I'm, I like what Johnson said, but I don't want to mush Purdue. So I'm going to go with Marquette. Okay. Shaka Smart has, you know, he's made some great runs in the tournament, so it's very yeah, possible. No, it, Spoiler alert. Simple... Uh, Marquette was my runner up for this region, so it doesn't matter. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's perfect. So you guys set me up oh, perfectly. Fuck. I didn't even want to pick either one because I figured that's what you two were going to go with. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Duke because they're on a really good run right now. It's and fair. they're one of the hottest teams in college basketball. I could easily see them go into the final four. Not gonna see I'm not gonna say they're gonna potentially win the national championship because I think there's a lot better teams than them, but I think there's a great opportunity for them to win this East region and move on to the final four. Yeah, oh, I'd rather actually die, so can you please change your pick? Nope. Yeah, I mean the USC if... the ACC tournament. I gotta ride with I gotta ride with someone. Just don't pick Kentucky, that's all I could say. I'll tell you right now, Kentucky. I have Kentucky decently going far too. That's all right. I have Kentucky oh, losing Providence. Oh my god, I do too. Just grace and start changing your picks. <laughs> oh, I'm, lo- I'm loving every pick. You all hear this right now? I'm loving every single pick I have. Oh god. Oh, here we go. Fire me up. Let's <laughs> me move on to the Midwest region because I need to hear. I need to hear more picks. Let's move on to the Midwest region now. Who do you guys have in that region? Moving on to uh, the final four. To quote a very smart man, X going to give it to you. So I have the Xavier Musketeers. Xavier, wow. I have Xavier. Wow. I can okay. give you my breakdown. I can no, give you, breakdown. you can be sure if you want to. So I have Xavier beating Kennesaw State. First time right. in the tournament ever them, and uh, three versus 14 seeds. Three seeds are 19 and one going over the last five years, so that's not really uh, – that's kind of self-explanatory. Then I've been playing Iowa State, and to be honest, Iowa State hasn't looked that good towards this, this stretch of a the season. They've been kind of self-employed. Yeah, a I'm lot. very scared about yeah. them right now. Uh, I so I think well. they're boom or bust right now. And if they're playing either the six seed Iowa State or the playing game, I already said Pitt's, uh, Pitt sucks. So if they win or if Mississippi State, that's another team that sucks too. So Xavier just has to take care of business those first two games. Now, this is where it gets tricky. I, I think I know A&M. where you're going with I, it. I have A&M in the Sweet yep. 16. I know. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I got A&M. I got AM and I don't have Houston making the uh making the Elite Eight and I have him over IU. So that's how I have him getting to the uh getting to those uh the Elite Eight and that's how I have him playing in the final four. Okay. Nick, you could go. Uh I'm gonna take Texas. I think they're on a great run right now, and I have them playing Auburn in the Elite Eight. I don't I mean I I, I he, oh, you're not picking Texas, right? Oh, There's no way. You're the biggest Texas hater here, and you're picking Texas? They're on a roll, man. Nah, see, now now I want to switch my pick. Nope. I'm saying in the eye of Texas. The Longhorns are rolling right now. They just beat Kansas by a lot in the Big 12 championship game. Um, the only game that really concerns me, truthfully, is that second-round matchup with Penn State or Texas A&M. I think if they're able to get past that game, I really don't see them struggling with Xavier. And then 
in my bracket, I have Auburn getting to the Elite Eight. Obviously, it could be Houston or maybe even Miami. Um, but I think Texas has a really good chance of making the Final Four. <laughs> I had Texas-Miami as my Elite <laughs> Texas and Miami, okay. Alex's oh, music my... in my ears right now. So it went to like the Midwest, yeah. right? Oh, I, Jesus. I, I like the East region a lot. Now I don't like this region. This region oh, ain't looking sounds too hot. I was really hoping you wouldn't say one of those I was hoping teams. you would go first so I could change my pick mid, uh, while <laughs> nope. you were talking. All right. Nope. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next region we'll go into would be the South region. Okay. My heart is West Virginia, but it ain't going to happen. It's going to be Alabama. I, I said it. My heart wants to go with West Virginia, but it's going to be Alabama. It's not even going to be Alabama's going to cruise their way about this region already. Alabama's oh, going to cruise their way. I have a bad to the Final Four. This. Oh no! Oh man! Oh boy! Oh, Nick, boy. you want to go? Do you want me to go? I think I think we're both. I think I think we're going to both say the same thing, aren't we? Oh, we're not. You're not okay. So you're not taking them. I'm not taking the Crimson Tide. No, I'm not. Which means you're probably taking... <sighs> He's probably... I, I well, that's idea. the problem, because I also have Alabama, which now means that one of the two regions that Grace and I picked together is not going to happen. So hopefully it's the Texas region. Uh, no, and- no. Hopefully what? it's the South region. <sighs> well, for your case, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, Alabama right now is rolling right now. They are looking red hot as ever. And honestly, I don't really see a tough test besides Arizona for them in this region. So I think the Tide are just rolling at all cylinders. I think they're going to win this region and move on to the Final Four. So uh, I'm going with the Baylor Bears. That's who I'm going with. Oh, okay. Wow. So They did win the National Championship a couple years ago. Yeah, so Baylor has that postseason experience. and. Iowa State is their boogeyman, and there's no possible way they can play Iowa State, so they'll be completely fine. Right. Think, <laughs> they're gonna play UC Santa Barbara, and I think they'll get a smash crate in the round of uh, round of thirty-two. Then it gets a little tricky. This is where it gets. A little, I think the I think Mizzou is gonna come out and upset Arizona. Wow. And then the, Whoa. Yeah, Mizzou look good, and, and you know what? The Pac-12 sucks. Let's be real. They're not that bad in basketball. And listen, I have it's Alabama Baylor in my elite eight, so I think Alabama is my runner up. But I can tell you I right think, now, I know for a fact the West is going to be different for a lot of us. But continue. But yeah, that's that's the way I have Baylor getting there. And uh, hey, Baylor, I have a couple of three seeds in the uh, in the final four. Yeah, I mean, listen, not every, not all the time a one or two seed is going to be in the final four. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. I did try my best. To avoid I that, pick around that, yeah, and I got only one one seat in there, so I'm perfectly content with that. And I only have one two seat in there because that's going to perfectly segue into the final bracket, which is the West region, which I think is the best region out of them all. And really, all chaos could be ensued in this part of the region for the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm so going last here. I'm going. Uh, last. Nick, do you want me to start? Or do you want to go? go right yeah, you could start. All right. Um. God, this is gonna be horrible. But I have Kansas winning this. Um, can I put an asterisk? Fuck. Now I'm sorry. I like this again. There we go. <laughs> All right. So it looks like some um, East vibes. So it looks like I'm gonna have a fifty percent bracket. You're gonna have a fifty percent yep. bracket. It looks like Grayson's getting everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm getting everything right. 
Yeah, that's you're even going zero or hundred right now. So um, <laughs> you go zero to a hundred real quick. Real quick. All right, yeah. buddy. Uh, but I have Kansas coming out of here, and I can give you my breakdown. Yep, uh, I have on. Kansas in here. So uh, Kansas being the 16th seed. Sorry, Howard. Sorry. Um, they're, they're the best. Sorry, not sorry. You know, they're the best D.C. Ba- uh, based basketball school, clearly. And I'm not leaving anyone out on purpose. But in the city of D.C., Howard is clearly number one. And I hope it stays like that forever. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas kind of been up and down. Uh, I had my... I have my Cinderella well, you have, here. You have VCU and Iona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, like, all right. So, this is where the Cinderella ends. And then it comes down to Kansas and Gonzaga. Do I really trust Gonzaga after picking them for so many years and this falling flat every single time? Good the answer old is no. Yeah. The answer is no here. So, that's how I have him. I have him beating Gonzaga in the kind of only real test of this bracket up until this point to make the Final Four. Okay. Oh. So Grayson. Right. No, no. I said I'm going last. See? <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to switch his pick mid mid thing. That's why. No, I'm not. Okay. I'll we'll see. Um, Johnson, you're gonna hate this pick. I think you know why immediately why I say that. I'm going with the Yukon Huskies to make it to the final four. Uh-huh. And I'm ending the podcast. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I think they have a good a good chance. I know, obviously, things are going to go well for them in the Big East tournament. I had them winning the Big East tournament. Did not go that way. But I could see them making a run like they have in years past. I Realistically, I think the biggest, toughest steps would be that Kansas game. Iona will give them a, you know, a problem. I think they get past them. VCU, I have them playing in the second round. I don't think – I think a lot of people are going to be picking VCU in this tournament. I have them being them, and I have them being Kansas. I just don't like where Kansas is at right now overall. I think they're kind of hitting a bad stretch in their you know their season, and I think UConn could take advantage of that and you know expose them. And then they play you. I would have them playing UCLA in the Elite Eight, and I think they could beat the Bruins. I think there's a great opportunity for UConn to get to the Final Four, and in my Final Four, it would be Alabama versus Duke and Texas versus UConn for this year's national championship. Oh, and God. no offense, Nick. Uh, the only thing I need to see UConn doing is struggling versus <laughs> Rick Pitino in a full white linen suit. That's fair. On the sidelines, just <laughs> screaming his head off. I need I need them to get PTSD again, like it like it's twenty thirteen. That's fair. Listen, I don't want it to happen, but I, I, I for my tournament sake, I think UConn could make it. But I could just mush them again, like the Big East tournament. So you could you should be thanking me potentially. Thank you for the mushing hour, Nick. I really no do problem. appreciate it. So that's what All I'm right, here Grayson. for. All right, Grayson, you had like an extra five minutes to change your pick, so what you change it to? Yeah. I'm not changing it. Serious, I'm, I'm sticking with Kansas. Okay. But I think they're going to playing TCU in, in the Elite Eight. TCU. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm, rolling. yeah. I'm rolling with the Horned Frogs, man. And, and everyone knows I'm a big fan of Texas Christian University, but um, in the Elite Eight? I just think the grit of that Big 12 schedule, I know I'm going to go back to it. But Don't I even. think the – can I have my opinion? Absolutely told? not because we know where you're going with that. I just well, – I don't think Gonzaga's being Grand Canyon. So that's a walk in the park for them. Okay. And I think UCLA will be a good game. I and can't believe I think this man is picking Grand Canyon. So, he really, he's going all in on Grand Canyon. Buddy, I if hate Gonzaga – 
Okay. If when it you comes to Gonzaga, basketball, you should just bet on them anyway because he's trying I'm to push into oblivion. I am hammering Gonzaga because I need them to lose. There's no way in possible hell I could handle this. I hate Gonzaga more than I hate Alabama football. Like it. What's your beef, bro? It's a small private school from like yeah, Washington gets, State. Like, you what's your beef? What I'd really like to say, I cannot say on this damn podcast. I don't know, man. Like, it's like you have beef with Gonzaga is so weird because it's not like it's a big state school that's like has all this money funded into it. It's a small I'd private I'd school. I only had beef with Gonzaga because of. Because of you, Johnson. That was the only reason I had beef with them. Come on, what do you, what do you mean? How do I give you beef? With them? I don't know. It's kind of like how Grayson is for West Virginia. I just I don't like them because of Gray, because Grayson talks about them a lot. That is really toxic. I don't even talk. Is about it toxic them. or is it the truth? The truth hurts sometimes. This is bullshit. <laughs> that's that's the bare minimum of the reasons why I hate Gonzaga. But that's um, beside the point. Besides the point, yeah. So you have Kansas going into the final four. Yeah. I so I currently have Kansas, Purdue. Alabama. I uh, you picked Marquette. No, you, you picked oh, Marquette. Marquette. I did pick. Yeah. I did. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Marquette, so yeah, Marquette Texas, Alabama, Kansas. Yep. To recap, my uh, final four: I have Purdue coming right. out of the East, uh, Xavier coming out of the Midwest, Baylor coming out of the South, and Kansas coming out of the West. So, the 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 scary part is we've agreed. Grayson's kind of agreed with two of us, like on two things for both of us. So, something bad's gonna happen. Yes, it's guaranteed. So it's guaranteed now. I love the East and West regions now more than ever, but Grace has really made me cringe about the Midwest and the South more than ever. Um, but being that as it may, now that we have our final four picks, now it's time to decide who is going to be playing in the national championship game and who will ultimately become this year's national champion. <sighs> who wants to start it off? Said at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with it. Purdue over Kansas, 77-74. Okay, so you have Purdue playing Kansas in the national championship. You have Purdue winning it all. Okay, that's fair. It uh, sounds like Grayson has the same thing. I don't have Purdue, but I have Kansas winning the national championship. Well, good, good night, so Kansas. You have the, so you both have the same national championship game. No. Uh, no, I have Kansas-Bama. Oh, Marquette, Marquette, right, right, right. I nice have Kansas-Bama. Kansas and Bama, okay. Okay. Uh, 85-82. I think there's going to be zero defense in that fucking game. Okay. Uh, my national championship game, I have Alabama and Texas, which would absolutely <laughs> kill Grayson, which gives me more pleasure in oh making my that my God. national championship game. Yes, it's a home game for the Longhorns. I still got Alabama cutting the nets down and winning the national championship. 80-73 to is my final score. The tide will be rolling with another national championship, but this time in basketball. I guess shout out Brian Schmidt and yep. uh, shout out Rob Cole. Yeah. Yep. Two front runners. Oh, okay. I didn't say that. So they're going to give you a nice conversation once this podcast That's is right. over. I'm used to it from them. Know it alls. Uh, yeah, no comment. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but. That's pretty much going to do it for us. Before we wrap up our show, Johnson, I think we once, you know, one last time we want to get into our March Madness contest that we're going to be running. You know, the, obviously the first four starts on Wednesday and on Thursday. Uh, sorry, tomorrow and Wednesday, and then the first round of NCAA tournament action starts on Thursday. The first game will be Grayson's West Virginia Mountaineers taking on Maryland at around twelve forty-five, I think. So, yeah. being that as it may, Johnson, 
what would you like to say about this year's March Madness contest when it comes down to the all gas, no break sports show? Yeah, if you go over to our Instagram, which we'll have it posted tomorrow, the AGNB Bracket Challenge. Winner of this is going to get a signed March Madness Legend uh, sports card from Mario Chalmers. 15-year anniversary now. Yeah. Mario Chalmers winning that national championship with Kansas. So I figured that'd be a nice little fun giveaway. Costs you nothing to enter. You have a maximum of three different brackets. It's going to go by the highest score. So, hey, you can, in theory, get the national championship wrong and still win the whole bracket. Right. Just whoever gets the uh, most points at the end of it, it's going to be posted on Instagram. It's AGNB underscore sports underscore cards. And remember, it's all free to play. So you could bring in as many entries as you want. We, you know, I think you said maximum of three. So, right. And it's free to play, like we said. So it's just a nice little fun contest we would like to do here with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. And, you know, give our, you know, our, you know, our listeners and our community a chance to win. Uh, you know, an NCAA legend, a lot, a lot of people's eyes, and Mario Chalmers, and there'll be some other, you know, prizes with that as well. But being that as it may, it's going to be a great March Madness and a great NCAA tournament run. We'll keep you updated on some of the action that goes on as the tournament goes on. But we will see if there will be some big time upsets, what teams move on in the tournament, and who potentially at the end of the day will win this year's national championship. But that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. What will happen in this year's March Madness? Will there be big time Cinderella runs? And realistically, will the top you know teams that we've seen in this year's NCAA tournament will they make a big run towards this year's national championship? Only time will tell. Once again, this is Nicholas Bavona joined alongside by Grayson Sheepy G Marino and Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.